0: Good morning and welcome to our time of of daily prayer, daily word and prayer. This is um, Wednesday morning, January 27th, and we're studying through the book of 1 Peter. Grace and peace be yours in fullest measure this morning. Amen. I've got a new greeting for people. I'm trying to say that, and and, um, it may sound a little strange to greet people that way, but I think that's a great biblical opening. So grace and peace to you this morning in fullest measure. So in in, uh first Peter, the the background as we know is people were going through trials. They were being persecuted. The trials weren't, you know, like in our days, sometimes we say, you know, a trial I had a flat tire or my car broke down. And those things are trials for sure. But the trials and the difficulty and the testing they had was not just, you know, the normal difficulties of life but the difficulties that came upon them specifically for being Christian. And those are the type, every trial can refine us, develop character within us, but most of us haven't really had a lot of trials specifically because of our Christian faith. Rejection, being canceled, being gossiped about, slandered, maybe even being physically attacked. Because of what you believe about Christ and what you say about Christ and how you live for Christ, so <clears throat> First Peter, this is what they're talking about, and this is the context of these things, and I and I believe that as as believers today, it's wise for us to think this through because it's not something we're used to in our country, in our culture. We've had what we what I call a soft or what's called a soft tyranny, for. For some time, you know, where, where, uh, you know, there's no physical violence or no governmental violence against us or no nothing of that nature. I know some of our friends join us from India where they've had more of this, where they've been physically attacked, or their uh, church equipment their their uh, has been ransacked, their church has been ransacked, their equipment damaged, things of this nature. In First Peter, this is what they talked about. We hope. Boy, we hope it never comes to this in our land. And yet, Peter's telling us that if it does, and remember, we we pray it doesn't. But if it does, there can be a silver lining. I will pray here for uh, Paul, who Paul Beeler, who joins us on this. And he mentioned he mentioned that he's having, um, uh, he's got the virus, so he's got to stay home, so he's able to join us. Welcome, Paul, and we will pray you get better here in a, in a bit. But let's go to 1 Peter. It says that verse, yesterday we talked about this imperishable treasure we have, that we've been born again to a living hope and this will be revealed to us. Now verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice. In what? In our great treasure, our great salvation. And we don't just, yeah, that's a kind of a nice thing. We greatly rejoice in it. And I pray that some of us here who maybe have been Christians for quite some time, we don't lose that great joy that maybe you first felt when you realized, wow, all my sins are forgiven. I got on the path of life. I'm following Christ. I'm a new creature. Many of us, if you're like me, I've been a Christian for, you know, 75% of my life. It's almost hard to remember what it was like before I was saved. I've got a intentionally think back to those times and some of the feelings I had, some of the emptiness I had, the lostness I felt. And so we greatly rejoice in our salvation, and we never want to lose that. We greatly rejoice that we have a treasure that can never be taken away, that's imperishable, stored for us in heaven. And we we want to be reminded of that and and, uh, focus on this treasure that we have. And this we greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. I'm. If, if you hang around here often, you'll know that I try and be positive. I try and find the benefit. I try and see the good in. An, I try and see good that can come. I know a lot of people look back at 2020 as a terrible, and they, you know, the complaining, complaining, complaining. As you know, I made a list of like 25 good things that have come out of, that came into my life in 2020, Uh, 25 or so benefits, good things that came my way. And by the end, and and I was rejoicing and saying 2020 was a good year for me. Oh yeah, I know there were negatives. We lost someone we cared about and loved. We, you know, we, uh, we, we knew of people who got sick. Uh, we lost an election that we kind of we kinda, we'd really hoped we'd win. There was a lot of negativity, but I personally focused on the positive. Well, this says that trials can be distressing to us, and I don't want to be one who just minimizes problems, problems in our own personal lives, challenges we're facing, persecution we might have, illness, sickness. We certainly don't want to minimize what's going on in our country, which is in fact quite concerning and alarming the cancel culture, the soft persecution, people losing jobs, um, Twitter bans, all these type things. This really is something that would, is distressing. It is distressing is the word Peter uses here. And yet, even though we are distressed by these trials, we don't wanna be preoccupied with them. And this is a challenge for us as mature Christians. How do, I, how do I live in a world of reality with the distressing trials we face, and yet I fix my hope and my anticipation, my excitement, my joy on those things that are rock solid, reserved in heaven for me? That's, that's what we've got to learn how to maintain that adequate balance of, of, of our minds, our heart, our hope, our anticipation in heaven. And what happens if we do? If we're able to achieve that, that no matter what we go through here on earth, our faith really is focused on that eternal. Look what he says in verse seven. So that the proof of your faith, this is how we prove our faith. You know, your faith is not proven in good times. It's proven in bad times. Uh, sometimes it's easy to be a Christian and people jump on the bandwagon. I equate it to myself. I'm, I'm not much of a hockey fan, to be honest. I actually, believe it or not, I actually have gone to an NHL game and I fell asleep during the game. That's a true story. I fell asleep during the game, live, in person. But we've got a team here in Columbus that, you know, by the end of the season, they, the last several years, they've been pretty good. and They go to the playoffs and they've won some big games. And, and when that happens, the whole city, we all become fans. I jump on the bandwagon. I even learn some of the players' names and we root for them. I haven't gotten to the place of wearing one of their jerseys yet, but I'm excited, jump on the bandwagon, watch them on TV and cheer on the team. But that's not the mark of a hockey fan. That's the mark of someone who jumped on the bandwagon. And the the mark of someone with proven faith is not someone who jumps in and has fun when everything's going great for us Christians. The mark of proven faith is are you there when it's not easy? Are you there when we, we suffer for being Christians? Are you there when it's difficult to follow Christ? Do you then, uh, are you you then rejoicing in the eternal? Have you set your heart on the things above? And are you faithful to Christ when earthwise it's not that attractive? And our hope is in heaven. And that's what he calls, so that the proof of your faith, and this is when our faith is proven when it's difficult. The proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I've got to tell you something. As I've been meditating and studying 1 Peter, I have, prior to this week, I'd always thought the praise, glory, and honor was talking about what Jesus would get, that I would be giving him praise, glory, and honor, because that's consistent with other Scripture, and that's just how I read it. But as I was reading in other translations, and I was looking at this more carefully, this verse seems to be saying that you and I will receive praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ if our faith passes the test. If we hang on to Christ, no matter what, if in the midst of testing and the fires are hot, our faith is proven like gold that's refined by difficulty and fire and refining. If our faith is refined, tested, proven, and we pass the test, then you and I will receive praise, glory, and honor from God on that day. Just consider that for a moment. Consider that for a moment. It's like you get to stand on the victor stand in the Olympics. It, you know the Bible says in first Tim First Corinthians four that on that day God will judge us and then each man's praise will come to him from God. I don't know what that looks like. I've kind of got a mental image. We're all around the throne of God and we're all worshiping God and and myriads upon myriads, ten thousands upon ten thousands are, are this must be a thunderous, praise, worship, rising up, worshiping God. And then God says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop for a moment. Stop for a moment. And all of heaven gets quiet. And he looks out into the, this tremendous, uh, sea of people and he calls out your name or my name. And he says, uh, so -so, stand up and, and sure enough you do. And he looks at you in front of everybody and he says, um, you know, Paul, I saw you when your faith was tested. I saw you when you were suffering for me. I saw you when you bore up under trials and burdens. You were faithful. Your Your faith was tested and your faith was proven to be genuine, to be more better than true gold. I'm proud of you. Thanks for doing that. You did a good job. I bless you. And maybe all of heaven will clap for us for a moment. And then it'll all start turning right back and we'll start singing and praising the Lord again. And you will have had that moment of praise come from God. That's possible. And I'm, again, I'm not sure that's exactly how it will work out. It might be like that. Because this is the promise. When he comes back, if you and I have been faithful and our faith we pass the test, we're tested and proven, our faith is proven to be real, we endure faithfully, then you and I will receive praise, glory, and honor on that your great day. What a reward that will be. What an incredible moment that will be. Live for that moment, friends. Don't ever forfeit that moment. Don't, don't ever let anything on this earth cause you to va- value anything on this earth more than that moment when, the, when God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful. And those, wo- those words from God will be worth a lifetime of suffering, if that's what it takes, because that will be a, a, a reward, a praise that will last an eternity. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray to God that we will be people who are faithful. Father, in heaven. Wow. Lord, this is... When we came to Christ, Lord, I know when I came to Christ, all I wanted was to... I wanted to know what life was about. I wanted to have a meaning, a purpose. I wanted to be forgiven for the sins I'd committed. Never in my wildest dreams... Did I imagine the possibility that someday in heaven, I would be praised. I would receive glory. I would be honored. Father, that that wasn't even on, that was not my motivation. That wasn't even something that entered my mind. And yet, Lord, this is the promise you've given that if we... Will serve you faithfully, even in the midst of difficulties, persecutions, gossip, slander. Even when we suffer for the name of Christ, you said we'd be blessed if we did. We'd be if we'd be blessed by you. And Father, it's not like you're going to give us a bunch of big mansions and gold and silver for this, but just your words, Lord. Your words of affirmation. Your words of well done, good and faithful servant lord that would mean so much i know we all appreciate it father here on earth if our boss or our parent or or someone we love uh, shows us appreciation and they they recognize something we've done well and they and they call us out and they they point it out and they they give us recognition for that lord we all appreciate that what will that be like to receive that type recognition from you it blows our mind father but it it certainly motivates us. I pray, Father, that we would fix our hope on that day. I think of how, Lord, athletes, they were, and I, when I was an athlete, Lord, working so hard, times when nobody was looking, running, sprinting, weightlifting, how I ate, what I did, how I'd spend my free time working so hard, so goal-driven, wanting to win that medal or win that ribbon or win that first prize and how hard we work knowing that it's it's the the work you put in before the game, not during the, it's, it, the preparation that all led up to the, that final game would make the difference of winning or losing. And Father, I pray that you'd help us to be people today, this day, and every day that we would be preparing ourselves. We'd be faithful to you. We'd be giving thanks. We'd be rejoicing. We'd be walking faith that whatever comes our way at any time, Lord, we'd realize our faith. Is this a test of my faith? Are are you wanting to prove my faith through this? Is this an opportunity for me to prove the genuineness of my faith, the reality of my faith, that my faith really is more precious than pure gold? And we pass the test and we would keep in mind that one day, Lord, the things we, even if we suffer here on earth, it's all because one day, Lord, we, we want to stand before you and receive your accommodations, your words of affirmation, your recognition. Father, it's so easy to want the approval of men. It's so easy to want the praise of people. It's so easy to want the acceptance of people. And Jesus, we think of how you said that we should not, that shouldn't be our life motivation. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear God, you said. Jesus, you said in John 5, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that's from the one only God? I think of how Paul said in Galatians, Am I still seeking the favor of men? If I were seeking the favor, approval of men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Throughout scripture, Lord, you said the fear of man is a trap, it's a snare. And so often, Lord, we see people make terrible decisions because they're afraid of what people will say and they've lost sight of thinking what you will say. And so, Father, we confess, we certainly like people to approve of us, but we choose today and we affirm that if it's one or the other, we choose your approval over man's approval. We choose your words of affirmation over man's words of affirmation. We're willing, Lord, to suffer rejection from men if it means acceptance by you. We're willing to take uh, the slander and gossip of men if it means the approval and affirmation and praise, glory, and honor from you. We'll make that choice, Lord. Help us today if we face that. I pray anyone here who... at work or in school or in a neighborhood or relatives, Lord, if if it comes to that, help us make the right choice. Help us to remember. Help us to realize we're being tested. Help us to realize this is an opportunity to put you first. So we pray for this today, Lord. Make us men and women of great faith. Make us men and women of proven faith. Make us men and women who pass the test. And whenever it comes, we pray. Prepare us, Lord. Prepare us for days of testing. Prepare us for times when things don't go the way we would wish. We pray for these things today. We ask for this. Father, today we stand in your word. We thank you for this opportunity to be praying together. Thank you, Lord, for every single person who joins here. I pray today for Paul in particular. Lord, as he's uh, got this virus, I pray you'd protect him. Not He'd not have bad symptoms. He would get well soon, uh, get out of his quarantine, be able to get back to work. But we thank you he can join us in prayer during this time of, of uh, when he has this virus, Lord, we pray for all everyone here. Lord, I pray you'd give us good health. I pray you'd make this year of 2021 a blessed year, a year, Lord, of great advancement in our faith, of blessing that your blessing be poured out on us, everyone, Lord. Even if ten thousand around us would fall by our side, even if others around us, Lord, are are, if their lives even if 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 it's devastated that, Lord, you would surround us and protect us with your blessing and, and with your joy with good relationships, with healthy relationships, with joy of the Lord. We pray we would shine brightly. Lord, the darker it gets, we can shine all the brighter. And I pray, Lord, that, that no matter how dark it is out there, we would, we would not get in darkness. We'd shine brighter. We remember today, Lord, that, that even if people hate us, we don't drive out hatred with more hate, but with greater love. We don't return evil for evil but we overcome evil with good. And I pray today that in our actions and in our words, the words from our mouth, the attitudes of our heart, everything about us, Lord, we would be bright shining lights of the goodness of our God, the holiness, the righteousness, the love of our God. We would bring hope to people this today. Our lives would be bring hope to people. We would lift people up and not drag them down. We'd help them fix their eyes on Christ and not on their circumstances. Lord, make us people like this. Fill us with faith. Make us people of great faith, proven faith, tested faith, and proven faith. So we bless you today. With all of our heart, we give you thanks. We pray again for our nation, for a great revival here, Lord. So much corruption, so much that distresses us, so much um, threats. Lord, so much evil going on in, in with so much, many of our cultural leaders in government, Hollywood, Wall Street, universities, so much rejection of you, so much pride and arrogance. Father, we pray today that we would be people who, are. Uh, we pray for that repentance in our land and a spiritual awakening. We pray, Lord, it could even be starting with us and with the people right in our sphere, right under our nose. So we pray these things. Fill us with the joy of the Lord today as we walk with you. We bless you now, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. If you're new today, welcome. I hope you'll be joining us every morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time right here. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notify button there on on, uh, YouTube so we can be keeping in touch, and also go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, subscribe to my email newsletter so we can stay in touch there as well. Uh, and uh, and I write, I'll be writing, you know, devotions from First Peter, and so some of what I talk about, you'll get it the night before, and know it to be looking forward to each morning. You have a great day. God bless you. Don't let anything steal your joy. And even if you're distressed by various trials, remember, pass the test of faith, because with proven faith, you, you will receive from God praise, glory, and honor on that day. It's awesome. Don't forget it. Let's live in light of it. Have a great day. Grace and peace to you in fullest measure. Bye-bye.